Welcome to Enough with the Small Talk. I'm your host, Katie Lane. I'm your pain recovery coach and life coach, here to help you navigate this little thing we call living. Are you done with the surface level life? Over surface level conversations, you're craving that deep emotional support where you can bear your soul to someone who cares? That's me. I'm that person. I'm that best friend that everyone thinks is their therapist, you know, except I'm not a therapist, but that's okay. I'm here to emotionally support you, help you acknowledge and recognize the things that you've actually gone through, and to show you that what you feel is valid and that the key to moving forward and healing is understanding exactly who you are. So I can't wait to dive in. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, today's a big one. So a big topic of conversation that's been coming up on my Instagram community massively. It's also kind of a constant um, conversation things thing that we're working through with the ladies that I work with myself included a constant navigation of my own life but it's kind of this thing that there's always room for progress there's always room for more work there's always room for more self-understanding self-awareness self-reflection and the big word here is communication but I want to share I have a, a really like a big perspective on this with a lot of different aspects to consider And it's the struggle of like communicating with the people in your life, your family, your friends, your coworkers, acquaintances about your pain, your chronic pain, your injury, your illness, your limitations, whatever that looks like. The majority of the ladies that I work with are dealing with either like specifically recovering from disc herniations um, or dealing with some sort of injury that then turned into chronic prolonged pain or illness. And it's the struggle of what I've been able to uncover myself through this work is it's, I don't even really think you guys, it's so much how to communicate as it is how to advocate for ourselves in a way that feels good and how to be able to receive other people's reactions and responses without it completely derailing us emotionally. This is the big one. So it's really more than just communication. And the big ticket ones are that constantly come up and that I've dealt with too is say you're going to a family gathering or you happen to be able to go to like a concert or you're able to go out to dinner or you're able to go to someone's wedding you're like you're able to do something that maybe in the past you weren't able to do because you've made enough progress or because you're having like a really good week or you're having a really good day and or because you just gave it a freaking shot you finally worked up the courage enough to put your body and yourself out there take the risk physically And you're doing the dang thing. And the big thing is how other people respond and react to that. And one of the biggest ones is, drum roll please. Oh my God, you're better. Or, oh my God, your back is fixed. Or, 
it's kind of this automatic assumption that people have when they see us out doing things, right? Now, this is where it gets complex, okay? Is I think from what I've been able to gather and what I've felt myself prior to doing all this kind of work and self-exploration and self-ownership, taking like full responsibility for my emotions and my reactions and understanding why I am responding and reacting in the ways that I have been and then kind of doing the work to try to change that so that I can live a better emotional quality of life. (laughs) And this is what I'm here to help you do too, is that response of, oh my God, you're better in any way, shape or form. That assumption can be articulated in many different ways. You have likely felt that way. And what does it make you feel? I used to feel like, uh, like a yeah, but, or a, well, no, not really. There was always like a, it never made me feel good because I knew in the back of my mind that like I wasn't better or like I still had a long road ahead of me or like, yeah, I've made a lot of progress, but I'm definitely not better, right? Like that something about that phrase of like, oh my God, you're fixed. Oh my God, you're better. Oh my gosh. Like it makes us feel that like it's a complete dismissal of the pain that we're still experiencing or like the limitations we're still dealing with or how long of a road we really do have to go to actually personally be able to feel that, oh my God, I'm better is actually a truth, right? And So because of the way it makes us feel, we then get irritated often with the people that are saying it. Um, And I've had people and myself where like in that, when that, when that happens, not knowing how to articulate your own response and kind of advocate and explain yourself in a way that feels good to you, leaves you leaving that interaction feeling icky like feeling like shit or feeling like the wind just got knocked out of you the rug just got pulled out from under you or feeling like people just don't get it or that like that's I remember that's how I used to feel a lot was like wow people like just don't get how like bad I really am or people just don't get how like dynamic this injury is just because I'm here one day doesn't mean that my back is better just because I'm here, people don't understand that like I had to do nothing the day before and, you know, prepare for four hours before I was able to leave my house with exercises and walking and icing and resting. I am well past this point in my life and my injury recovery personally. But I remember living in this, right? Like how much preparation it used to take just be able to go have a family dinner or just to be able to go go to someone's wedding and still be in agonizing pain, right? Like that was the thing is just because you're there doesn't mean you're fixed, doesn't mean you're even that much better for all that matter. Like doesn't mean that you're not still suffering and not still in pain. And I think this is a big finding here is that when someone makes the comment or the assumption that we're better based on what they see, It just makes us feel like people don't see us, don't understand our situation and don't see our pain. And it's because they don't, right? And 
there's a big disconnect I feel. Everyone kind of has their different stance on this and I respect that. But I think this is where individual responsibility is really huge. And this is where individual responsibility changed the game for me. Rather than being pissed off, upset, irritated um, at the other people for how they're responding to you, it's taking self-inventory and saying, okay, Katie, well, how is this actually making me feel? And why is it making me feel this way? Right? And a big thing too is understanding the intention of the person that is responding to you. So like with someone being like, oh my gosh, you're better. Like their intention is not to make you feel like they're completely dismissing your pain, right? And I see a lot in the social media world of like almost guilt tripping friends, family, loved ones because they're not responding right or because they're not responding the way we might like to see them and quite honestly I would like to encourage you I'm just gonna hold this to think about this a little bit differently yes it sucks to not be responded to in a way that feels validating supportive and reassuring and like makes us feel seen yeah it sucks so This is not to diminish the way that these situations make you feel, okay? We need to own how we feel, be able to validate and understand our own emotions, but then be able to see the areas of opportunity where like we can help ourselves and where we can control the situation. So understanding the intent of the person, the other person in this like conversation or interaction can be huge here. They're like the other... um, piece of the equation that we need to factor in and there are people 100% out there that I do believe because I have experienced it do respond in a way that they are trying to knock the wind out of your sails they are trying to be disrespectful right and then there are other people which is truthfully I believe and from my own experience and the ladies I've worked with where their intention is genuine their intention is good Their intention is excitement. Their intention is um, like feeling happy for you. Oh my gosh, you've made progress. Like the intention is good. And recognizing and understanding their intention is big because there's a difference between somebody responding in like a negative, disrespectful way, dismissive way intentionally versus someone responding in a way that lacks a little bit of understanding or lacks some empathy. Big difference. Lack of understanding and lack of empathy are reasonable in this situation, you guys. This is like, this. so like, picture that as like, there's two forks in the road. Kind of have this path where clearly someone's being a jerk, okay? And then you have the second path that someone is not has no ill intent, but is lacking understanding of your situation, is lacking empathy because they don't know what you're going through because they've never been through it, okay? Now I want you, with this kind of lack of empathy and lack of understanding, I want you to split that into two branches, okay? There are some people by nature who aren't 
who lack a level of depth that maybe you feel you have. You know what I'm talking about. If you're listening to this, if you're like my kind of human, you're, you're likely a person with a deep amount of empathy. You might even consider yourself an empath. Like you feel things on such a deep soul level and you know that there are like people out there that are like you and then there's people out there that aren't. This comes into play in this situation because when someone's responding with a lack of empathy, a lot of times there's kind of two reasons. One is they might just kind of be like not a super deep empathetic human, right? And as much as like you may wish everyone was that way, everyone's not. And it is okay. You know, it is. And then there are people that are, are deep, do have that level of empathy, but they can't empathize on the level that you want because quite honestly, they just haven't experienced what you've been through, what you're going through. They don't know that the type of pain and injury that you have, that you have to prep four hours before you go somewhere just to be able to function. They don't know that, yeah, you're there and you're present today for whatever's happening, but that you're going to have to go home and recoup for three days, right? They don't know this. So like, and, and we didn't know this about people in our shoes before it happened to us, right? So the assumptions that people have are reasonable, you know, like they do make sense. And this is just one example that I'm talking about today. The assumption that people like see you doing something that they haven't seen you do before and they assume that everything is better. This is the example we're using today because this is honestly probably the biggest one that gets brought up the most that people really struggle with. And so this... This is where it's important. See, this is where it gets really, really, there's a lot of different avenues here. My brain is unlocking like 127 levels as we speak. And I'm really gonna try to not get lost in the different paths. But, and this is where we're like, when we're working together one-on-one, we can utilize your own specific situations and work through those specifically. Okay, I'm trying to go off of just examples of people that I've worked with in my own life. But we, so considering the other person's intention and understanding like, are they coming from an ill will place, ill intent, or are they not? Very likely they are not. The other big thing is learning to articulate and advocate for ourselves in the way of like a lot of times we leave situations or conversations or exchanges feeling like crap because we don't feel like we represented ourselves in the way that we wished we could have this used to happen to me all the flipping time And this is a deeper, much deeper, like, wound than just this person pissed me off. 
because they think I'm better and I'm not. They're so insensitive. Like they don't know what I'm going through. No, 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 no. This is like, I never learned to stand up for myself in a mature, civil way. I never learned to communicate in a way that doesn't feel like conflict. I've never learned, right? These are huge. So, and a lot of these interactions, when you're dealing with people you love or friends or coworkers or whatever, and what their assumption of you is when it's wrong, especially with your pain and injury, when their assumption is almost you being better than you really are, it feel it can feel like an attack and it can you can feel yourself get defensive in your response rather than just being able to communicate what the truth actually is. This stems back, way back to your roots, I guarantee, <laughs> of how you learn to communicate really not and, and how you, the core beliefs that you feel in yourself. And these conversations are extremely triggering for this. Like they bring them to the surface, like people not seeing you, people not understanding you maybe you know and a lot of times it can be translated to people not believing me or people aren't going to believe I'm as bad as I am I don't know how to counter someone's assumption or their opinion I don't know how to correct what they're saying without it being conflict without it turning into a fight without it feeling like I have to go into fight mode so oftentimes, and I've seen this with the ladies that I work with time and time again, rather than trying to um, carry the conversation and explain to someone the truth of your situation, people will shut down. And people won't, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, I'm feeling better today. Or oh, da, da, da. You know, kind of brush it off and then leave the conversation feeling like they did themselves a disservice. And there's two avenues here that we have to be able to gauge people and situations and ask ourselves, to what extent do I want to bring this person into the truth of what's going on with me? Okay, because not everybody in our life is someone that we want to be able to sit down or that we want to sit down and explain to them like, hey, look, this is actually like what I'm experiencing. This is actually how this injury is affecting me. This is actually explaining that like you know what I am here today which is awesome but this is the rest of the picture you know a lot of people need that to be able to understand we cannot expect people to understand our full picture without giving them the opportunity to learn what our full picture looks like and not everybody that we meet or every situation is it appropriate or does it feel right or do we want to go into that level of depth, right? So we need to kind of gauge each situation and each person for who they are, what is their intent, and do I want to explain to this person, is this someone that plays a role in my life to where it's important to me that they actually understand this injury and this pain on the level to which it's actually affecting my life. And that's where it's up to you and it's up to me as a person dealing with it to learn how to articulate, advocate, and communicate what is going on with us in a way that doesn't make them feel bad, that doesn't make them, it's not, you know, it's not to, it's not to be uh, confrontational, 
but it's to let this person in so that you feel good about it and they feel good about it, right? And that's not an easy thing to do. That is not an easy conversation to navigate at all. Um, And this is where, because you are dealing with your emotions, your own beliefs about yourself, your own insecurities in this conversation of people are going to think I'm being overdramatic. And, and this is what, when we have these exchanges with people, this is what's actually bleeding out of us, which is why we feel these certain emotions, why it affects us as deeply as it does. Because what it does is it surfaces these feelings of like, people aren't going to believe me. People are going to think I'm overreacting. People are going to think I'm ridiculous. Like people are going to think I'm, uh, you know, less than because of my situation or maybe you feel embarrassed and it's this, it's this push and pull between like your heart and your mind, like your heart wanting to feel seen, supported and validated. But then in your mind, you don't want to let this person into the full picture because you really don't want their judgment or you fear their judgment or you really don't want their opinion. But we have to sit with, well, if I don't let this person in and explain and articulate and advocate in a way that feels good, I can't expect them to necessarily see me fully in the way that I want to support me fully in the way that I wish they could validate what I'm feeling in the way that I wish they could because we're not letting them in. So it really, we have to look at each person in our life and look at the role that they play and the role that we want them to play. And on which level do we want to really try to work at this relationship and conversation to get them to understand where we're coming from. That alone is a beast to navigate. Like that's hard with your parents. That's hard with your siblings. That can be hard with the closest people in your life. That can be hard with your best friend, right? Because it's vulnerable. It's you don't know what their opinions are or you have your own assumptions of what their opinions or their judgments judgments are going to be. And it's getting to a place where if it's important to you enough to let this person in, to explain to them the accuracy and the level to which this is affecting your life, we have to be ready to take or receive however they're going to respond. And this is the thing is we cannot control how they're going to respond. We can't, we all know this, right? And we can have discretion about who we want to let in. There are people that I I know, you know, I'm at this point now where I can look at people and I'm able to have this discretion. And as much as like, maybe I, I may want this person to be let in on a level where they really understand, there's a bigger part of me that knows based on what I've been able to learn and put together for who they are and what they've been through and kind of what their tendencies are, what their history of reactions are to me or to certain situations, I know their response or their reaction is going to do more harm to my mind than good. So I don't put myself in the situation. Does it suck that I can't talk to that person or those people? Absolutely. Is it their fault? No. 
And like, this is the big underlying thing is this isn't about blame. This isn't about, well, this person doesn't understand or this person doesn't support me or this person, it's not to blame because every person that you meet, every person in your life has their own capability, their own capacity to be able to understand what you're going through and support you. That's the awareness that I want you to start trying to like step into in these situations is really reading the people in your life and really reading and learning and understanding yourself. And what is, you know, someone's response that is coming from like a shitty place versus like someone's response with good intent that is lacking understanding and empathy because I don't understand that I'm just letting really get to me because of my own shame or because of my own insecurity or because of my own struggles with what I'm going through. And it's not that you can't feel a certain way in these situations. You guys feel however you feel. I am not telling you not to feel, but rather to have the understanding and the awareness of like, okay, This is why this person's reaction and response is really freaking eating me up. How can I work on that? What do I need to do to work on what is in me that needs some attention and love and TLC and healing and care to where when someone says something like that to me, I don't lose my shit or I don't feel like I'm an inch small or I don't crumble, right? A lot of these responses and reactions that like really affect us are stemming from stuff within us that we can work on. And what we, what happens is, is when we start to be able to have this awareness of like what's on them and what's on me, then we can do something about it. And what happens is, is you're able to then understand yourself in working through it in this process, you build so much confidence. You are able to like mend the insecurities within you or at least better understand them to where what people say don't cut so deep or you literally will start to hear it differently. And what used to feel like an attack or an insult or like a low blow doesn't, doesn't you don't receive it that way anymore. Right? When you're able to see people for their intention and who they are and better understand them and do the same for yourself, literally how you feel and what your communication will be and your exchange of words and the and like the the uh, temperature of the conversation changes. Like how it affects you will change. So the, there's a lot here and it's deep and it's complex and it's dynamic and it's really taking inventory of ourself, our emotions and our thoughts and trying to explore and understand the why behind those so that we are more in control of our ability to advocate for ourselves. We're able to better articulate without confrontation um, and we are better able to receive What other people are going to say, regardless of what comes out of their mouth, we're able to build like this shield around us that doesn't, it doesn't like cut through in the ways that it used to. 
And it also helps us not put place blame on other people. It helps us to also be able to have discretion and see people for who they are and know that like, is this person someone that I am going to let what they say really affect me? Or is this someone who I'm, I'm going to be able to let it roll off, right? Have discretion to the extent of which you let certain people in your life and to the extent in which you let that person affect you emotionally in your life. Whoa. I hope this is making sense. I feel like I just got lost in my Katie brain. I don't even know how long I've been talking here, but there's so much and there's so many different ways to look at this. And there's not a right or wrong way. And I just really want to make this clear that like it's not to invalidate anything that you feel or how you've handled situations in the past. Like everything has cause and effect. Everything has a reason. It's trying to be able to like look at the situation unbiasedly and figure out how do I want to be able to handle myself in these situations? How do I want to be able to feel, right? Now I can have people that ask me about my back and like I know where I'm at. I know because I am so in tune with myself and I have done the freaking work emotionally and I'm continuing to that like even people closest in my life, I'm okay now with them thinking that maybe I'm better than I am. That used to crush me, you guys. Like the thought of it was, I just felt so diminished and so dismissed and so like, un, what is a word? Like, like, like there were two different versions of myself, like the truth and what I know and then what other people see. And that disconnect ate me alive. Like people not understanding, like, you know, Eric my fiance who I live with, like he understands this better than anybody else because he lives with me. He knows what every interaction, what every event, what every going hanging out with my nieces, watching my nieces, going and going out to dinner with family or friends or going to someone's wedding or going to a funeral or going like he knows what that process looks like for me. And I know. Other people, unless they live with us, unless they've either gone through it themselves or they're literally living with you, don't understand. And and they they aren't they aren't like yes, they are capable, people are capable of empathy, right? But some people are more capable than others. And that has to do with their own stuff. This is a thing, right? Like their own life. We all go through things in life that it it creates our capacity for certain things, right? Like some people have the capacity to hold more empathy for someone else than someone else. Some people, you can say something to someone and they will respond just fine. You can say the same thing to someone else and they'll fly off the handle, even though you had like good intentions. And someone, other people's reactions and capacity to like hold space, support and see you all depends on what they've been through. And like, that's not their fault. 
You know what I mean? Just like it's not your fault what you've been through as a human up until this point. Yes, our decisions play into like the situations we've been through, but you know, insecurities that you developed from your childhood and your instinct for confrontation rather than like communication stemming from your childhood like isn't your fault but it is who you became right like we are a product of what we've been through we are a product of our environment just like the people that we're trying to converse with just like the people that are making these assumptions just like the people that are making these assumptions about our injury or our pain, like they only have to work with what they've been through, their experiences and who they are and how they respond and how they react is a product of what they've been through. And the other thing is a lot of people aren't committed to doing the work. Like if you're here listening to me, it's because you have enough self-awareness and desire to work on yourself in some way, shape or form. Not everybody, not every human, as much as it might be mind-boggling to some of us, there are a lot of people in this world that live without that desire, that live without that willingness. And that is on them, you know? And if we can look at people for who they are and what they are and understand their reactions and their responses, and then we can learn to control and manage ours in a way that we feel good about, that's the key like that's the goal that's the control right and not putting so much weight on other people's responses or other people's opinions yes other people's responses and other people's opinions affect us like we're human right it's not to just become a stone freaking wall and not let anything penetrate that's not realistic But it's just getting to a place where you have more confidence, more awareness, and you're able to just use discretion. Like you're able, you're more able to control what penetrates versus what doesn't, right? So those are some of my thoughts on learning to communicate with people in your life about your pain and your injury is pinpoint the people in your life where their role is really important enough and matters enough to where effort on your part is really worth it to try to do the work to first on yourself to be able to get to a place where you can communicate and articulate and advocate for yourself, right? Like that's kind of step one. Step two is then practicing the conversation, practicing the conversation with these people in your life. And it's not necessarily going to go great the first freaking time. It's not. And it's giving yourself and other people a chance to have this be a process, this like communicative process between you two to get to a place where people aren't necessarily just going to understand from the get-go. And that's where it's up to us to try to help them understand we cannot control the level of capacity in which they are going to be able to understand. Does that make sense? But we can do what we can to fill that capacity that they do have as full as it can possibly go. That is within our control. Goes back to this saying, 
this woman will be in my mind forever. We are 100% responsible for our 50% of every relationship. And it does take work. And it is really freaking uncomfortable. And it does bring all of our insecurities right to the freaking surface like a big mirror. I say this all the time. Our pain and our injury are the biggest mirror we will ever face in our entire life because it presents these situations where we have to work on ourselves if we don't want to feel like a victim. And if you're here, it's because you don't want to feel like a victim anymore or you're done being the victim and you are taking a look in self-inventory in the role that you're playing in your own suffering and, you, and you're doing something about it, right? And I love you for that. And I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> and I so hope that this makes sense. I am going to post this as is. I'm going to go back and listen and throw this up. But I'm not going to overthink it too much. Those are my Katie brain thoughts. I know you guys will get what you're meant to get out of this. I highly, highly encourage you to like be aware of however you feel right now. Like some of you might listen to this and you might feel so seen and so many doors might have just unlocked in your brain and others of you might be listening to this and feel really defensive and feel really agitated and pissed off and like that's okay either which way and some of you might not resonate with this at all and that's okay too, right? Like I know if I listened to this when I got hurt years ago, I would have been like this girl's an ass. Like this would have set me off. But I have the awareness now and I've worked through that now to where it, it doesn't. And here I am now the one sharing it and teaching it and spreading it, you know. So know that however you feel right now is totally okay. But I encourage you to like explore it and try to understand it. Okay. All right. I will be back. I would love for you guys to share this on whatever platform you live on, Instagram, Facebook. If you have friends, if you've built, you know, you've made connections with people in your life that are dealing with something similar and you think this is up their alley, send it to them. This stuff is like, you only get to this level of awareness by going through it yourself or in like when you hear someone that you connect with, it opens doors for you. So that's what I want this to do. Like this whole episode, I just want this to open doors in your brain to be the catalyst for something for you. Okay. So share it with someone that you know and you love and that you think would really get something out of this. I will, I always post my links in my show notes. This type of work is my soul level life coaching. This level of depth and self-exploration and healing and like control and ownership is my soul level life coaching, excuse me. That is something that message me on whichever platform we've connected. If you're new, if you're just finding this podcast on its own, at Healing with Katie Lane on Instagram is the best way to connect with me. If you don't have Instagram, you can find Healing with Katie Lane on Facebook. I'm on TikTok. I'm on all the things, but IG is my jam. Connect with me. 
I also offer just one-off sessions too and soul support membership where we build your own customizable membership. So I have women who have worked with me in the fullest capacity all in with my one-on-one support, my group support, everything I've ever created. I just like have a, I circle you in Katie Lane love and support and we work through your shit and it's amazing. And then I also have just customizable two sessions a month, three sessions a month, one session a month. I am flexible and here to support you in the capacity in which you need. So if you just know in your soul, I need to work with this chick, just message me, find me on any platform and message me, okay? All right, I love you guys. I'll talk to you so soon. As always, take care of yourself.